Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. Today, friend of the show Alex is joining us in a madness bracket to determine the best pop star of the 2010s. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis and Alden Mason. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, we are doing a music episode. It's been a while. Uh, we did, around uh, Valentine's Day, we did a uh, our favorite breakup albums list with uh, Mars Council. And uh, today, we've got another very talented musician, Alex. Hi. What instrument do you play? All of them. All of them. Damn. Multi-talented. We have a prodigy. Even the recorder? Yes, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, today we are doing the first of a, I guess, a series on pop singers. Uh, We're going to tackle all of the 2010s pop stars in a bracket. This should be be interesting. I believe this was your idea for an episode, Alex. So I'm happy to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, we just went through the bracket quick, and, like, it's kind of insane how this era of music had so many, like, just lead, like, singers. Like, I feel like decades before this, like, bands were still, like, pretty prominent, but I feel like this decade was prominently, like, solo artists. Yeah, definitely. The the 2010s were were crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of it feels like, like, kind of backwash of the 2000s. Like, early 2000s music was kind of, like, the rise of... I guess, like, standalone acts. I think that this was the first time, like, a batch of artists were just coming up as names. Because a lot of times, they'd be people that had left, like, a larger band or left, like, a boy band or a girl band or something. Yeah, they're like, you know, you got, like, Beyonce. After she left Destiny's Child, she was selling records all through the early 2000s. But, yeah, no. This is uh, this is probably my favorite era of just straight-up pop music. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. Uh, up first, we've got, oh, God. <laughs> Josh, you seated this, yeah? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, well, sorry, Demi fans. Uh, we've got uh, Taylor Swift going up against Demi Lovato in the first round. I'm sorry, Megan. I mean, Megan loves both of these artists. Well, that's good. I think I think both of these artists are talented. Jokes aside, Demi Lovato is very talented. Um, she just needs better PR. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah aside from uh sugar-free yogurt uh demi lovato's uh music career i i guess it's been consistent i don't think like she's ever had a straight up like bad record but also like it's also consistently like mediocre nothing nothing like special like they're just kind of there yeah which kind of sucks because she's really talented she has a really good voice it's just like she's not the best like writer or she doesn't have like the best writers with her i think that's one thing that works very well about taylor swift is the the writing i mean at the end of the day her lyrics still kind of like tell stories even if they're as bad as reputation was i mean more or less there's a beginning and a middle and an end to just about every song she writes so oh my god you have something to say about reputation do you love that album yes if you listen to it it has a story of just like uh her falling apart and finding the love of her life if you really listen to it from the beginning to the end and that's what i find special about reputation but i find something special about every single one of her albums again don't think she's made a bad album either i just think that's the worst one i understand 
we all have our differences. I like the different like themes, I guess, Taylor Swift goes through in her albums where it's like you like when you even if Reputation is the worst album, but you instantly know what it is. For some reason, she's good at uh, really like marketing towards even people who aren't even her fans. Like you kind of know when you listen to a Taylor Swift song, you you know which era it's coming from. And that takes a lot of skill, I think. And uh, I just never really seen that from uh, Demi Lovato. Not yet. I mean, both of these artists are still young. I I guess I can say that like Taylor kind of branching off of that, she has music for almost everyone at the yeah that's very true there's such a variety in what she's released that like, anyone can enjoy at least one song of her i i mean everyone knows a taylor swift song i don't think too many people could name you a demi lovato song especially post disney channel yeah i feel like i heard that heart attack song so many times on the radio though oh god speaking of heart attacks we've got miley cyrus up against selena gomez another no contest <laughs> definitely do disney stars What's the no contest to you, Nate, just to make sure we're on the same page? Uh, it's Miley Cyrus. I mean, I, it's definitely Miley. I like Selena Gomez as a personality. I think that she's, like, capable. I just don't think her music is good at all. She also just doesn't have that well of a voice, like, just altogether, like, it's just not the best. To kind of not defend Selena Gomez, but, like, of course, we're talking about the 2010s. I really like miley cyrus's uh 2020 work and since that kind of is a count i won't talk about it much but i think it's her best work to date i think this decade was kind of a roller coaster for her she started out still doing like she was still on disney channel i mean party in the usa like very disney pop songs which is fine and then she uh changed her whole image and came out with um bangers yeah bangers which um I did not think that album was a banger. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I like some of the songs on there. Some of the songs have grown on me over the years. Like, uh, the movie, uh, uh, what's the Christmas movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh, the Night Of, I think. Yeah, The Night Of, where they, like, still, they made a joke, like, referring used to, like, Wrecking Ball, and then they performed the song, and, uh, all that's really funny. And uh, I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna age, but it might be it might be funny to might be still funny to us now that that song's a little older. But she also came out with Miley Cyrus and her Dead Pets in 2015, and it it's an awful album. It was probably the worst one of the worst albums that year. Um, yeah, so I, that keeps sticking out to me. Um, this was around the time when she hosted. Uh, MTV when Nicki Minaj said Miley what's good Selena Gomez but also she's yeah you're right Nate we're like nothing <clears throat> I can't even think of like what is like a was an iconic Selena Gomez song like I the best ones that one that came out like two years ago about just her le- losing Justin Bieber or whatever yeah that's the issue I have is half of her career revolves around her relationship lose you to love me that's her best song you're forgetting about the Wizards of Waverly Place theme I don't think it was in the 2010s anyway <laughs> no it wasn't that was like what 2006 i think she also did the shake it up theme and i don't know if this is just you guys but i i like i know this is the 2010s list so we're kind of looking at these artists music within that decade but yeah it's true i mean i'm way more excited to see what miley cyrus is gonna do next than i am whatever selena gomez is gonna do next like as these artists are approaching their 30s or in their 30s like 
a more mature sound is going to be way cooler coming from whatever Miley's voice is now to, I mean, all Selena is going to be able to do is lose range. And Miley's voice has changed entirely to uh, a lot more of like a rock oriented sound. Miley Cyrus might be bringing back rock music. She brought back the fucking mullet last year. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Alex, do you have any defense for Selena Gomez or? No, not really. This, she just doesn't have that well of a voice. And like you, like everybody else said, like, just not really many songs that you really actually know of whereas like Miley Cyrus like there's many songs like you can name a bunch of like Miley Cyrus songs and like I don't know discography no she just has like a good like um she just has like some good yeah like she has good songs and I don't know I felt like her bangers album was like had some really good songs on there Whereas, like, I can't even name a Selena Gomez album. Yeah. You would think with Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift being such best friends, Taylor would throw her a feature or something. I've been waiting for that, but I feel like the day that that happens, I feel like Taylor might lose a lot of fans. Just because a lot of, like, people in the, like, fandom don't really like Selena Gomez. That's kind of weird. I feel like their voices would clash really bad. That's true. Usually when you feature with somebody, you kind of have to sound good together, and I feel like they just wouldn't. Taylor Swift's voice is still like so like pure, and it still sounds young, even though she's been a pop star for over a decade. Uh, whereas, like, Selena's is very kind of pitchy. It's like very high and, 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 and not even light, just kind of like I don't know, very forward. And I feel like those two voices would not go well on a track but i mean who knows they performed at like taylor's reputation tour like she was like a special guest and they like sang one of selena's songs and to be honest they just didn't sound very good together this is an interesting one is that rihanna up against adele yep (laughs) man these women sold a lot of albums in the 2010s yeah we're talking about like financially like these might be the top two they're definitely up there adele's um I think it was her 2021, I think the album was called, like Shattered, like records and won all those Grammys. And Rihanna, like, literally came out with an album, like, every year in this decade. Like, it felt like it, like, I think she made, like, seven albums in eight years or something. Um, You can't say, like, she doesn't uh, work hard. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Rihanna is is an icon i mean it's been half a decade since her last release believe it or not yeah it's been a really long time i mean i would take a break too yeah she worked she worked tirelessly yeah even adele's second album what was that song called hello i mean that that song was huge right out of the gate yeah it was the the only thing i guess these artists are kind of similar to me where it's like they could be a little like too consistent for me once again where it's just like eh, like when a new Adele song comes out you usually know what you're gonna get unless it's um she had a track on the album after 21 that was a lot different it was more it was more pop um water under the bridge yeah and it might be her best song. Uh, I think it's probably my favorite song of hers and when whenever Rihanna branches out and like works with like the her song with paul mccarthy and kanye west is like really good yeah that came out of nowhere too yeah it's whenever these artists branch out they're really good but whenever they stay like in their usual um type it gets kind of boring for me 
So I'm trying to decide, <laughs> just trying to decide which one I'd be more excited for if like... Well, I know for a fact right now I'd be way more excited if Rihanna dropped her album tomorrow. Like, then Adele dropping whatever, 31 or whatever the name of her next album would be, however old she is now. Granted, I think I'm going to vote for Adele here for one reason and one reason only. I think some of my favorite Rihanna songs came out in the early 2000s before the 10s. I really like her first three albums a lot. I think they're... They might be better. Um, and Adele's staying power is so far only in the 2010s. Uh, her first album wasn't that big of a success. And 21 and 25 are both huge successes. She had a James Bond theme in there for the arguably the best James Bond movie. She was pretty culturally relevant for that entire decade. And I think like the fact that Rihanna didn't put out a project in the last four years of the album of the decade, granted, neither did Adele. I think they kind of exist in the same space where the first five years of the 2010s, like you couldn't avoid these people's music. I just think that I'm going to hear an Adele song in a grocery store in 40 years, assuming Amazon's not shipping everything to people's houses in 40 years. And I'm going to hear an Adele song and I'm immediately going to think back to like early high school. I mean... Rolling in the Deep was constantly on the radio when we were in late middle school, early high school. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to hear Disturbia by Rihanna, and that shit's going to take me back to early middle school, not not the 2010s. It's going to take me back to GTA, which Rihanna song was in GTA. <laughs> I, I have to say that, like, my favorite songs from both these artists are pre-2010s. Uh, but I'm going to have to pick Rihanna here. Okay, Alden, you hipster. You liked Adele before she was cool? No, I actually didn't know about this song until like 2015, so... Alex, what's your take on both of these artists? Yeah, I'm probably going to have to go with Rihanna. Like, where you guys are saying like early like 2000s years, like, are your favorite songs? Like, my songs like favorite from Rihanna are like newer. Not like newer, but like the era. I don't know, like she's a phenomenal artist and like she really just do be having like a whole like fashion line and also like a makeup line and like she works harder than every other woman in the business like she is going at it I don't know like Adele is good but like they're kind of like sad songs like really really sad songs yeah I feel like Adele she could potentially have the range to to do other genres than what she like usually performs but she doesn't yeah she kind of sticks in one yeah whereas rihanna kind of just branches out to whatever she wants and does it really well where like rihanna has like a sad song like some sad songs like california king like she has like she just has a lot of she has a lot more range than adele does like musically like i don't know that's Rihanna's also probably one of the best featured artists of the 2010s as well. Whenever she hops on someone else's music, she makes it significantly better. Very true. Also, like when I think of Adele's music, I guess I don't think of like pop music. I when I'm listening to Adele, I'm never like I'm I'm ready to have fun. <laughs> she was on our breakup albums for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, I need some help here. Is that Katy Perry on the right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Are we even allowed to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I uh. I hope this is the worst matchup we have on this bracket. I don't know. Taylor versus Demi was pretty bad. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Beyonce's fans will kill us if if I, if I say my true feelings. <laughs> the beehive will come for all of us. All I'm going to say is waking up in Vegas is a banger. When did that song come out? Was it during the 2010s? I think it was 2010s, yeah. Might have been exactly 2010. 
No, it was 2008. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I think this is going to run into the same boat where I think Katy Perry's uh, 2010s output was significantly weaker to me than her early 2000s output. Yeah, and I feel the opposite about Beyonce. I think her music has gotten better uh, with every album. Um, she's another artist that hasn't put out in a really, really long time. And like, I know she's, she doesn't do like, like pop music anymore, essentially, but her last couple of albums, I think are still really good. Yeah. Her 2016 album, Lemonade. I, yeah. Lemonade fucking slap. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It's a great album. Um, yeah, I think she's just gotten better and better. And I think she started out well in the two thousands, which when we do the 2000s bracket, I'm sure she will be on there and we're going to talk about her very positively because she had some really good uh, hits in 2000 in the early 2000s. Okay, so Teenage Dream came out in 2010. Uh, I feel like that was the soundtrack of the radio in 2010. Like seventh grade, sixth grade. Yeah, you really couldn't avoid that shit. Yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah. Or Firework. And Roar. Or whatever. Alden. What? Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like I gotta go with Beyonce just for the cultural impact alone. I feel like Katy Perry, whenever her name gets brought up now, they're like making fun of where her career's at, which is kind of unfortunate. (laughs) Whereas like Beyonce, anytime she announces literally anything, Twitter breaks for like the rest of the day. Nobody ever has anything bad to say about Beyonce, honestly. Uh, I can. She sucked in Lion King. Oh yeah. She should stop acting. I never saw Lion King. It was, I mean, her performance was probably the worst. Well, yeah, she was recording it in a studio where no other actors or crew were. <laughs> she was like doing it in her at-home studio. Actually, did what we're doing right now for a, a key role in a feature film. Uh, Donald Glover never met her when they were recording uh, the fucking whatever song. I mean, the song, yeah, that song was awful. Damn, Alden's coming for Beyonce. <laughs> Her acting. Just for Ryan King. That's really the only thing I can say. But what do we have to say bad about Katy Perry? There's probably a lot, whereas like... There is a lot. Uh, Russell Brand was a choice. Russell Brand was based. I think Russell Brand was a good choice. I think things went downhill after that. <laughs> I really find it funny that Katy Perry like had that video with Neil deGrasse Tyson and asked him if science was related to math. She tried. <laughs> what am I looking at here, Josh? Asha versus Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, yeah. Damn. This is hard. This is difficult. This is the the only time I've seen a picture of Kesha without glitter. (laughs) Both of these artists came in kind of like, I I don't want to like compare them to Madonna because I know fans don't like that, but that's kind of what both of these artists were going for. Not in the same vein music wise, but of like, like I'm going to be like the next like female pop artist like that. When you think of this era, you think of me. And I think both of them tried that in the early 2010s. Lady Gaga, of course, I think succeeded in that. Not saying Kesha is bad or anything. I like Kesha, but I think Kesha's later work, when she stopped trying to be like that big pop artist like like Lady Gaga, got significantly better. And um, I know there was like a lot of like, personal reasons um, when it comes to Kesha and a lot of terrible shit happened. And um, she was able to tell her story in her music later on. And I think that's really good. But Lady Gaga, I mean, 
she's one of the biggest artists of this decade. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I feel like this is a no contest towards Lady Gaga, but there's a lot that can be said about Kesha and the card she was dealt. Kesha's entire career is in the 2010s so far. Yeah, I think she broke out at the start of the decade. Kesha or Lady Gaga's first two albums were like 2008 and 2009, respectively. Um, but I think like where they've gone in this time, like, I mean, Lady Gaga became a critical darling. Like, I think she's always going to be over with critics now moving forward. Like she can't make anything bad. Uh, I mean, I forgot about her work with, uh, Tony Bennett. And then also like Star is Born. She ends the decade with like an Oscar nominated kind of like movie. Like, I don't know. She's got, I think more staying power than Kesha, but I think Kesha's got a good story and probably like a really good potential for an amazing music biopic someday yeah for me i'm probably gonna go just with kesha kesha just like after she did like all of her party animal stuff like she came out with some really good albums like rainbow like rainbow was on like her life and everything like after like she like you know broke away from like her record label and everything and then like high roads is also very good album like lady gaga yes she is an icon but i don't know Kesha to me is just like again like some really good songs on even her party party playlists were like yeah like Lady Gaga had some like good some good singles and everything but overall I felt like her albums to me just weren't all is good it's it's kind of tough because i forgot like poker face just dance that was all late 2000s yeah yeah i think if someone if i was at a club i mean like obviously chromatica goes hard but if they're playing lady gaga music it's probably from 2008 or 2009 albums not from the 2010s yeah you know they play TikTok by kesha that whole club's going wild like the vegas scene from percy jackson and the lightning thief when they play poker face (laughs) (laughs) the first bonafide hot take of the day we're going with kesha over lady gaga we are probably gonna get crucified let's go Oh boy, is this another hot take? Um, I know who I want to pick, and I know it's not the popular decision. So we've got uh, Ariana Grande versus Lord. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the report of the week here. I'm on Lord's team. I'm on Lord's team. Also, Lord's team. I want to be on Lord's team, but I also kind of want to play devil's advocate here just for a little bit. Yeah, I feel like you're playing the majority. One of these people killed Mac Miller, Josh. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I I don't think she Courtney loved him. (laughs) No. Ariana Grande, like, uh, I think is really talented. Uh, in in the beginning, I guess when she started to like become like an actual like pop artist, there was a lot of comparisons to Mariah Carey, which I get is fair. They both have kind of the same singing style. She's kind of like also kind of taken similar to what kind of Taylor Swift does where, but Taylor Swift, I mean, doesn't do it publicly like Ariana Grande does. Like when the Pete Davidson stuff happened, thank you next. Like obvious, obvious what that was about. And, um, she, she takes advantage of the, like, she takes advantage of like, if there, there's never like bad press with her. I feel like possible bad press. She turns it into a really good pop song and I, I do really respect that. I, I think if you could market yourself that way, I think that's uh, that's like really smart. Um, whoever like her agent is, or if she's doing it on her own, that's awesome. But I mean, Lord's gonna go down as one of the most underrated artists of this decade, also. But it's also hard to ignore that. 
uh the 2010s was kind of ariana grande's um rookie year i guess you would say in a sports sense and she had she had some really good uh really good pop songs that were really successful yeah this is tough but royals lord's first like big hit was also a massive success and I think it changed pop music for the better. I think there was a there was a shift here. I think Lord did make a bigger impact than we think. Yeah, I think Royals is one of those songs that changed like the ne- the rest of the decade for pop music. <clears throat> I mean, there was a lot more. Yeah, I don't want to say like underproduced, but a lot more just female vocal heavy, like stripped back sound. Like I'd say, a lot of the pop stars in the later half of the decade were just trying to replicate that sound, whether it be Halsey or. I mean, that's kind of like probably one of the bigger names that I'd say is most imitated from that. But you look to now in the early 2020s, I mean, mostly due to world circumstances, but a lot of people are doing more stripped back albums. And not that like Royals was underproduced by any means, but it wasn't like the glitzy bubblegum pop that we had with like Kesha and Lady Gaga the early part of the decade. And I think Ariana Grande is kind of just that continued early 2000s sound that's still around yeah and i i appreciate that i think it's kind of fresh at this point that we still have a pop artist like ariana grande but like lord lord changed the game for the better like the rest of the decade she really switched it up like like just like the like the sound of like the 2010s like yeah she was like 16 when the album came out too yeah yeah she was really young and she just changed like she just changed the sound on the radio like it went from like you know like hearing the same kind of music over and over again on the radio and then just like you have like like you said like royal and like team and like stuff like that like like it doesn't it didn't sound like all of the other music that was being produced during that time all right anyway we were at Lord versus Ariana Grande. Uh, anyone have any closing thoughts on this argument? Um, Lord, when's the next album? Yeah, honestly, hasn't put out an album since 2017. She made a public appearance sometime recently, didn't she? Did she? In May of last year, she revealed that she started working on her upcoming third studio album. Why did I say it like that? Oh, yeah. Jack Antonoff was saying that he was working with Lord, which he worked on Lord with, I'm pretty sure, with her, like, melodrama i'm almost certain she's about to dominate the 2020s following the death of her dog pearl of she's about to dominate the charts it's definitely going to be good all right josh what are we working with next we got pink versus alicia keys Oof. Sheesh. this is a hard one i feel like i think both of these artists are like underrated when we're talking about the like best female artists of this decade i think so too I just think the like pink staying power wasn't really there. Yeah. Didn't she just release the documentary? Being so popular in like 2012, 2011 to then just kind of like, I don't want to say like phasing out, but just becoming like mom music, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of like Maroon 5, like when they were first out and I guess like Coldplay too, like when they were first coming out with music, it was like super popular. It just slowly turned into this is like what's on the radio and no one likes it but moms are bopping to it my mom do be loving pink so i could test to that (laughs) there's like alicia keys like i feel like i know a lot of her music's in the early 2000s i don't think she put out a bad project in the 2010s girl girl on fire from the fucking hunger games would not go away that's very true that was stuck in my head for a very long time yeah i don't know i don't think alicia key like when i think alicia keys i do not think about her 2010s music i 
really think about her early 2000s music but pink's kind of in that same camp where i yeah her relevancy ended like in 2013 both of these would be good contenders on the 2000s uh artists well i guess in terms of like what they gave us in the 2010s i feel like alicia keys had better music yeah i think so too yeah yeah, the more I think about it. Yeah. But I do respect the way that Pink, like, raises her family and shit. Like, uh, I think that she's, like, a good, like, one of those celebrities that is actually, like, probably low-key a good person. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, sure, she's got, like, a mansion, but, like, she has a relatively private life compared to a lot of people on this list. And I think we were just kind of, like, mentioning that with Lord too, where it's, like, knowing when to leave the limelight is definitely something i respect with an artist and i don't think pink's trying to be like Katy perry fighting for relevancy for the next decade when uh when pink wanted to work with eminem i guess she came up to him and she's like i know i'm, I'm not as hot as rihanna but i'm funnier <laughs> she she's true though <laughs> John, am i am i a boomer yeah halsey versus camilla oh camilla cabello from fifth harmony gotcha I've seen Camilla Cabello live. She's pretty fucking good. Yeah, she is really good. Very talented. She was really slept on in Fifth Harmony, though. They really just did not appreciate her. Well, yeah, but it was clear that she was, like, the one of them that had power. Like, she was the one that was going to break out. So, of course, they're going to treat that one like shit. (laughs) Even Demi Lovato, when they were, like, when they were on, uh, what was it, America's Got Talent or whatever, um, they, or was it? I don't know. It's one of the shows. Anyways, uh, Demi Lovato was like, yeah, one of you are probably going to break off and I'm not going to tell you which one, but you know who it is. And obviously it was Camila Cabello. Isn't it Khloe Kardashian that was like one of the hosts? She like yelled at Demi and was like, you should tell them. And then she ended up saying her name. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a chaotic episode, but. (laughs) Wasn't there, wasn't there another episode where Demi was like trying to like give a guy advice and he went, well, at least I don't use auto tune. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a big meme. (laughs) She's had some bra moments on that show. Poor Demi. I think Halsey probably has more of like a personality and I think she kind of has the ability to pull in like a fan base, like a, like a Kesha or a Lady Gaga but she's got the middle school demographic, I think. I don't know. I feel like I know people our age that fuck with Halsey a lot, too. I was about to say, I feel like I know... Mil- I fuck with Halsey. I feel like I know millennials who really like Halsey. Halsey is a very good singer and also, like, just has, like, really good music. Like, not just, like, her singles, but, like, just, like, and, like, just her album that she put out. Um, was really really good recently she's very much an albums artist which is very unique for pop but as we are in this world of like music streaming now i mean the artists that can make full albums that are good are the ones that are going to last longer and the ones that are going to have bigger careers i think both of these artists haven't peaked yet too which is interesting yeah i was about to say definitely not they're both like pretty newer artists like like singularly like newer artists i don't think halsey started putting out music till uh lord dropped uh that song so it's been a very long time like yeah oh yeah her biggest hit was that feature on the chain smokers remember the chain smokers oh god are they on this bracket <laughs> no oh no we're just doing singers thank god you know what i think i'm probably gonna like halsey's next album more than Camille's. so i think halsey should go on i think i agree i agree especially if we're talking this decade i feel like these are the two biggest artists of the late 2010s like 2017 on 
And I think overall Halsey's just uh just had the better music. Kumia Cabello does good, but Halsey is just kind of just better. Sweet. So now we're moving over to the right side of the bracket. We've got the dudes. There they are. Okay, this is gonna be quick. We've got Justin versus Charlie Puth. Yo, in those photos, Charlie Puth looks like a Dollar General version of Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Charlie Puth looks like a Dollar General version of Miles Teller. <laughs> like I'm sorry, is Charlie Puth even like an actual like artist? He did that See You Again song for Fast and the Furious and what? Yeah. I think he had a song with Selena Gomez that was big. Did he? Yeah, the, uh, what's it called? We Don't Talk Anymore. Oh, God. That, yeah. He did, he's a good songwriter. Like, if you, like, if you really, like, looked up on him, like, he's a good songwriter and he's really good with, like... He's talented, but... He's talented, but just puts out, like singles basically yeah it, you kind of just look at him he's like why isn't he just like a music producer like why is this man trying to be a leading like i think he is a music producer but he releases his own stuff that like sometimes gets traction i think he writes a lot for other artists all right up next uh jason derulo and john legend yep uh alex and i were talking about this earlier like I think John Legend might have the more talent and the more range, but Jason Derulo's music is sometimes really fun. <laughs> yeah. While John Legend could be really boring sometimes. Yeah. Isn't John Legend like one of the few people to have like a Grammy and Oscar and everything? Yeah, he's got an EGOT. He's talented, but like, like we said, like some of his music's pretty boring. Derulo definitely has a, a bigger name. And Jason Derulo is based to not be married to Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> remember when he sh- remember when he showed up in La La Land? <laughs> He's in like half the movie. <laughs> At least Jason Derulo makes me laugh sometimes on TikTok. <laughs> That's very true. Oh God. Sam Smith versus Ed Sheeran. It's uh. It's not Sam Smith. It's not Sam Smith. No, it is. I hated Sheeran. I was like, who the fuck is this dude who looks just like Sam Smith? (laughs) How much of a boomer am I? (laughs) Maybe it's the James Bond theme. I don't know. I feel like this guy was just trying to be the male uh, Adele for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I never found this dude, like, interesting at all. I was was just going to say, even if you hate Ed Sheeran, like, at least, like, at least there's, like, relevance, like, uh... I don't know. There's at least there's like some kind of like unique thing about Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he's ginger. I just kind of like Ed Sheeran for the fact of he's probably one of the ugliest po- male pop stars we've had since like since probably like Seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just, he doesn't look like a celebrity at all. Um, so that's fun. I love that. But also like he kind of started off as like a folky kind of like indie artist and then just broke into pop in the 2010s. Like his earlier shit's not terrible. His like songwriting and it's a lot of like acoustic guitar and just fucking shit that like 12 year old white girls love. And then he found a way to break into the wine mom demographic. And once he did, I mean, he, he might be one of the most successful male artists of the 2010s. I mean, the dude was probably rolling in bank. And uh, that album that he did that was all features, like the people that he was able to pull in for features on that album were fucking insane. It was really good. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) I I think Ed Sheeran's like got a lot of influence in the music industry. And I think Sam Smith's 
he had that one song stay with me and then did a bond song and his relevancy since then has just exponentially decreased uh, sam smith should uh sing kiss from a rose for the batman next year that'd be fun but uh yeah i totally agree especially ed sheeran probably as a music writer and producer um has made a huge impact i think he did that he wrote that Justin Bieber song "Love Yourself," which was a huge hit, and I think he's done other stuff. I think he behind the scenes he's had a big impact too. Yeah, his non-singles, like to me, his non-singles on his other albums, like just were really good rather than his singles. Whereas Sam Smith, I only know one song by him. I don't know. I feel like the first half of the 2010s, Sam Smith like had control, and then it. I, I don't know 2016 maybe ed sheeran showed up sheeran's been around i mean before that yeah but what i'm saying like surpassing him in popularity his single like eight a theme or whatever like i don't know if sam smith ever surpassed ed sheeran in popularity yeah i don't know i meant the other way around josh i don't think sam smith was first yeah he wasn't first alton the a team came out when we were in like middle school what are you talking about well i didn't even know ed sheeran until like my junior year of high school Bro, he had like three albums by then well that tells you how little i listened to his music okay uh what's what's next uh, usher versus sean mendez sean mendez wait that's sean mendez yeah 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 wait hang on let me check usher's discography real quick what <laughs> when did certain songs come out yeah that's important yeah i feel like usher could go really far because i think usher i think 2004 confessions is what i think of when i think of usher i don't like his 2010 output much at all <laughs> <laughs> OMG with Will I Am though. Yeah, and DJ got us falling in love. I mean, you got the middle school bangers, somebody to love. I feel like he had a really strong start to the 2010s, but the man's barely relevant now. I feel like we need Kaylee here for the Sean Mendez. She really sold us on Sean Mendez uh when we did the breakup albums. Uh the guy's very talented, but he also came from that era of like uh Justin Bieber clones, and I thought that's what he was gonna be. Since then, he's kind of made, I think, better music in that, and he's gotten better, but also, I don't know, he's dating, um, uh, what's her name? Camila Cabello. Yeah, they're a cute couple. Yeah, they're kind of like the next Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez relationship, I feel like, so we'll see what <laughs> how that goes. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like Shawn Mendes is one of those artists who's gonna have a big 2020, like, or 2020s, I should say, whereas, like, Usher, he was kind of already on the border of irrelevant in this decade, and he's definitely going to be next decade. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Unless he's getting a cameo in Incredibles 3. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was in The Incredibles 2. <laughs> he played in Usher. Isn't that funny? At least with Shawn Mendes' like, new hair, maybe Rock is coming back. Not, not from him. No. I mean, well, probably not. Yeah, probably not. But... He does have some good songs, whereas, like, I can't really... Yeah, Usher has some good stuff from 2010, and Shawn Mendes kind of carried the last. All right, up next, we've got Vanilla Ice versus Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Justin Bieber versus Harry Styles. Sorry. <laughs> when did Harry Styles' second album come out? Because that's going to really determine my decision here. Well, it was definitely after 2010. Yes, but it might be 2020. Oh. Oh, fuck. Not Harry Belfonte. I wanted Harry Styles. Fine line, 2019. Get fucked, scrub. Sorry, Bieber. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Bieber bitching about not getting nominated for best R and B album when he's like, I clearly made an R and B album and winning best pop is just the most fucking cringe shit I've ever heard. I like Justin Bieber. I always kind of have. I think that he gets too much fucking hate. But at the end of the day, his music's not very good. His fucking he started off 2020 with the fucking song Yummy, and then the whole year went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry Styles is going to go on to be the biggest male artist of the 2020s. I I'm calling it now. That's my prediction. That's my lock for the rest of the decade. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Um, he had a really bad album last year, but and then this year he comes out with an album called Justice, and I'm like, what is this? Is this like is Justified? Like, what is this? And then, but like the singles on there have been good so far. Maybe he's going through like a. Uh, Maybe he's going through like a reboot here. Um, the, the no, he's going through his Christian arc. He's doing the Kanye thing. Yeah, now. yeah, but the but the biggest song is Peaches, which has nothing to do with Christian. He's talking about weed for half the song. I've never really even liked Justin Bieber. I mean, maybe Baby if it comes on, but uh, other than that, like I feel as though like Harry Styles has never put out like even when he was with One Direction, like never put out a bad song. Whereas like. Justin Bieber just isn't isn't well. I don't want to say that he carried One Direction, but he carried One Direction. He he did. I mean, in terms of personality, in terms of everything, yeah. I, he he had it all. He won. And then you look at what did. solo artists are doing. Niall Horn's putting out okay music. The rest of them are they're done. If, uh, yeah, they're yeah. He really he really rose. He's kind of like the Camila Cabello, like he you know the other ones have tried to put out music and like it didn't really work harry styles is always going to be on top i feel like whereas justin bieber i feel like he might just fade out and this based individual is dating olivia wilde i mean oh that is true i mean how can you you can't compete with that i made sure his photo was the dunkirk premiere photo (laughs) (laughs) all right up next bruno mars versus the weekend it's just tough blinding lights that was all like 2020. I know that. No, that song came out in 2019. Oh wait, it did. It did. Oh my god. And Starboy, even his mixtapes before his like first like studio album, like uh yeah, you had Beauty Behind the whatever, and then Trilogy in 2012. Maybe it wasn't a mixtape. Maybe it was an album. That one's really good. Uh, a lot of <laughs> there's a song that's on that album that was in Uncut Gems, my favorite movie of the decade. Yeah, I don't know. I think this might be controversial, but I feel like for the cards he was given, he put on a pretty good Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, he did. I agree. We're talking Super Bowl halftime shows. I mean, Bruno also had a pretty good one. Yeah, but Bruno also didn't have to do it in the middle of a pandemic using his own money. True. I don't know. Bruno's just. Uh... Even his new album that just came out was really good. But even in the 2010s, I was always like, ooh, Bruno Mars. Yeah. Yeah. He had a really rough start to 2010. Uh, I don't like um, his first studio album. Uh, Like, Bruno Mars was, like, my least favorite artist in middle school. And then um, then, uh, the second album came out, the the album that Treasure, uh, Locked Out of Heaven, so many really awesome songs and the only thing is like i i've heard a lot of people like say this where he's copied other artists um locked out of heaven kind of sounds like a police song uh gorilla on that track i've heard sounds like a prince song i think todd in the shadow said that and treasure of course jackson five motown uh type music 
but also, but they're not bad songs. <laughs> it's uh, even if that's the criticism. And then, uh, I mean, 24K Magic, also a pretty good album. Uh, yeah, aside from his 2010 album, I think this man's been consistently really good. And now his, um, his band, I guess, with Silk, uh, Silk Sonic, uh, they had a really good Grammys performance. I, I really like their single. Uh, I think, I think he's going up yeah i do think there is a lot of like he just borrows like the sounds and aesthetics of other artists to make like a popular song but honestly like i think that that's cool yeah if you can do that successfully like congratulations and you can do it with multiple different sounds i mean you listen back to his earlier shit and it sounds a little bit more generic but a lot of it's still really good, like even off Duops and Hooligans, which is an album I also don't like that much. Yeah. I mean, Count on Me is a, a cute song like like Runaway Baby's a fucking banger. Like, yeah, he's always had good music and it's always sound influenced of like other sounds. And I mean, with only a couple albums released over the I think three or four albums released over the 2010s. I mean, he was relevant the entire decade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think what he's doing with Anderson Pac is going to be fucking awesome. So um, I hope that album's Kino. It's probably going to be really, really good. No doubt. I, I got to go with Bruno Mars here for myself personally. And I think that's probably a hot take because I know a lot of people really don't like him. But I I really like him. I do, too. But I think The weekend's best project is mostly the best project he's made because of the Daft Punk. It has very little to do with him. Ah. And I think with The weekend, I don't think we've hit Bruno Mars' peak yet. I think we're still waiting on that great Bruno Mars album. I Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you can't get any bigger than what The weekend has done with the blind, with Blinding Lights and that whole album. We might be in his peak right now, and this might be it. I don't know. I think he's probably got more potential to go than bruno mars i don't think either of them have hit their peak i just i i want to say that because we can release like consistent stuff even though it like varied pretty widely i'm gonna have to pick him all right alex you're at gunpoint which one would you rather have i'm probably gonna go with just bruno mars just knowing like a bunch like just loving his music like yes like the weekend so good like he deserves a lot more but for me, it's probably Bruno Mars. I really. We can have two billion plays on Blinding Lights. Really? Yeah, two point two seven billion plays. It's gonna be like the anthem of the twenty twenties. Like when there's gonna be movies about this decade, that song's gonna be playing in the background. Yeah, probably. I love how all of all of our music is just like rip off eighties music. <laughs> um. Okay. Up next, we've got. Oh, Pitbull's got a buy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't endorse Chris Brown moving on to the next round. No, I don't think Chris Brown adds anything for us anyway. Worldwide. Is this Flowrider? Yep, that's a Flowrider at WrestleMania 28. <laughs> oh my god. I recognize it. Versus Will I Am. <laughs> I gotta give it to Will I Am. Yeah. As a mover and a shaker and as a producer, I mean, damn, he's really fucking tried to continue to make really good music. I think the Black Eyed Peas are underrated. I said that. I think they're underrated. I don't disagree. I had a friend show me, uh, like, something new. Their last two albums have been really good, and no one's talking about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I agree. And no Fergie. No Fergie. Maybe that's why they're not talked about. <laughs> it's not as controversial. Yeah. I mean, they took in the 2010s. We're talking about Will I Am's work in the 2010s. He did some standalone stuff after the Black Eyed Peas bro- broke up, but you know, his titular act ended it in 2010. And then he brought them back in the, the late 2010s as well with Masters of the Sun is a really good album. And then Translation's not quite as good, but it's still good. He's, uh, I, I think that Will I Am's kind of like a music industry genius. I think he kind of, I think he ran so like DJ Khaled could walk in a way. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't actually have any talent, but he's so good at like the the kind of people end of the industry. I mean, Fergie at the height of her power is getting him to join his like super group. Like that's kind of cool. I uh, I also want to say like I respect him a lot for donating or just investing as much money as he does into robotics, especially for underprivileged schools. Oh, now I'm voting for Flowrider. Flowrider literally made like Kesha famous. Like his his single "Right Round" like was the first feature that was that Kesha Kesha was ever on. Like that was the first time that Kesha was ever like in a song like that was like famous and then she put out like animal after that like i think like a year or two after that so she became famous because of him to play devil's advocate again if we're talking about the 2010s i agree nate that the black eyed peas like from a producing level is very underrated and i think there's a reason i think they're producing is the reason why they dominated the late 2000s but Will I Am's like actual solo songs that he put out in the 2010s were that scream and shout song with Britney Spears. He did a he did a crossover with Jennifer Lopez and Mick Jagger that was like this literally the beat in it sounded like a fart. <laughs> that song does. <laughs> There's a, he's had some real bad songs in this decade. Uh, Flo Rida, the reason why I have Flo Rider and Pitbull on this bracket is because. I think there's a, I think pop rap does like exist. And I think these guys are like the like founding fathers of it. Like kind of, that's kind of why I don't have like Drake or Nicki Minaj on here. I rather them, I don't know, represent the, the genre they like, they want to be represented in while Flowrider and Pitbull. I mean, all they do is pop hits like, yes, they rap in it, but it is straight up. They are marketing towards the genre pop. Like it is pop first. Like they're for clubs. Yeah. Very, very off topic, but Pitbull is a hologram. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a theory that he is a hologram. He is not a real person. I do want to point out in, in low, he says that she's got the boots with the fur and the Reeboks with the straps. Which one's she wearing? Yeah, she got four legs. Apparently. In the Kevin James Zookeeper movie, he uh, listens to that song with a gorilla in the car. Doesn't Joe Rogan play the villain of that movie? I think that's it. Here Comes the Boom when he's an MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, let me rank in Kevin James movies. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what? You sold me. I'll go with Flo Rida. I think, like, in terms of, like, actual number number of songs that were popular during the 2010s that had his name on them, it was way more than Will I Am. I think the potential moving forward, though, Will I Am is definitely there. I think because of how weird Will I Am's 2010s were is the reason why the Black Eyed Peas came back at the end of the 2010s. All right, you guys ready for the craziest speed round ever to get to the Elite Eight? <laughs> Oh, this is this is gonna be bad. All right, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, ready? Three, two, one. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift. I wanted to say Miley, but I can't. <laughs> All right, Rihanna versus Beyonce. Ready? 
three, two, one. It's Rihanna. 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 Beyonce? All right, you got woke points, Josh, but it's Rihanna. <laughs> All right, Kesha versus Lord. Ready? Three, two, one. Lord. 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 All right, Alicia Keys versus uh, Halsey. Three, two, one. Halsey. Halsey. Alicia Keys? Halsey. Halsey. Okay. 2000s bracket. Alicia Keys is coming. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have a, what's her name? All about the bass chick. In the, uh, the Alicia Keys spot. Oh, Megan Trainer. Oh. I was thinking about her and like, I, wa- I wanted to, I know she's kind of had more hits. I was trying to keep one hit wonders off this because there was a, there was a point where Carly Rae Jepsen was on here, but I replaced her with, with Lord. Thankfully, I remember Lord. Thank God. Thank you. Like I, I appreciate Carly Rae Jepsen, but no, she's a one-hit wonder. Literally, yeah. What other songs have you heard from that bitch except for like? I've heard others. It's just that's the only one that matters. Very true. And now the male artists on the right side of the bracket. We got Justin Timberlake versus Jason Derulo. Three, two, one. It's Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Ed Sheeran versus. Uh, what whatever his name is, not Sean White. <laughs> Close. If these two, if these two switched hair colors, it would be Sean. You're not wrong. Sean Mendez versus Ed Sheeran. Three, two, one. Ed Sheeran. Sean Mendez. Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. It's all right. He's going up against the king in the next round. <laughs> yeah. Harry Styles versus Bruno Mars. Three, two, one. Harry Styles. Harry. Harry Styles. No Mars. I mean, if I thought about it for more than a minute, I'd probably say Bruno Mars, but... Speed round. There they are. (laughs) (laughs) Pitbull versus (laughs) Flowrider. Okay. Three, two, one. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Wild. Mr. Worldwide, yes. <laughs> I feel like Florida is just like the the Walmart version of Pitbull. You're not, you're not wrong. Kinda, yeah. Pitbull ran, so Florida could walk. Okay, so our elite wow. eight, the, wow. the top eight artists of the 2010s are Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Lord, uh, Halsey, Justin Timberlake, Ed Sheeran, Harry Styles, and fucking Pitbull. <laughs> he made it. He did it. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> he did this on purpose. <laughs> what was that fact check meme about Pitbull like yesterday? He also said coronavirus was not real, so he's not really Mr. Worldwide. Pandemic hit and Mr. Worldwide like left. Where is he? He really, he left us to fend for ourselves. Yeah, U.S. rapper Pitbull falsely claims COVID-19 pandemic planned. Claim COVID-19 pandemic was planned. Claimed by Pitbull. Fact checked by AFAP. False. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Taylor Swift versus Rihanna. This is this is the hardest fight so far, I think. Damn. If we're just looking at their 2010s work. So in 2010, yeah. Oof. Alden, you had the hot take. Well, I'm, I won't quote you because I misquoted you last time. But I thought you said 1989 was Taylor Swift's worst album. I think Alden went AFK from hearing his own take. Because weren't, weren't you there, Nate? Weren't all of us together for that take? Yeah. I was like, you mean her best album? Yeah. The most awarded pop album of all time, you mean? And uh, Alex mentioned it before we record. She won Artist of the Decade, right, at the AMAs? Yeah, that's that picture is that she won Artist of the Decade, yeah. 
So I mean, deservedly so. I mean, I can't think of anyone else who is going to have as long of a career in the pop scene. She also just won at the Brit Awards, like the the pop like the pop icon. I'm pretty sure she got like a really it was like the highest award for them. I guess. I don't know. She just do be dominating. And we have like no idea what to expect from Rihanna moving forward. We know the album's coming. Just don't know when. Yeah, she's more focused on like her fashion line and like her her makeup. You know, like she. Yeah, if we were doing the if this was the early two thousands one, I'd have to give it to Rihanna hands down because I as much as I love oh, yeah. Taylor Swift's earlier stuff and like that kind of like country pop kind of lyric lyric driven type stuff, Rihanna's early work is amazing. It's my favorite work of hers still to date so man yeah i feel like it's got to be taylor here i don't disagree but i still want to say rihanna i feel like rihanna's like a she is an icon but i don't know it's it's a very hard choice but i'm gonna stick by my girl taylor when rihanna hops on someone else's song it's way better than it would be without her and i don't think taylor swift does too many features not many but you want to know a fact is that taylor swift wrote a song for Rihanna and Calvin Harris. So technically, if we're talking facts, you know, Taylor Swift dominated because Rihanna sang a Taylor Swift song. That was the facts and logic opinion right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you shine bright like a diamond? Lord versus someone who's trying to be Lord. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was easy. I don't know. Is there an argument for Halsey here? Because I like Halsey's music, but it just sounds like what Lord would be putting out if she was putting out more music. Yeah, against Lord, there's there's no contest for me. Yeah, you brought up you brought up a really good point, Nate. And yeah, like we mentioned before, if it wasn't for Lord's work, I don't think artists like Halsey would be here on this. I don't bracket. think artists like Billie Eilish would be here. Definitely not. Yeah, that too. Uh, probably not. Well, and I guess Billie Eilish isn't here. But when we do the 2020s one on season 11 of Duel of the Takes. <laughs> <laughs> In our 30s, God. Oh my God. I don't want to know what music I'm going to be listening to when I'm like 32. Josh has like kids and shit. She really like paved the way for like, um, for like artists like them, just kind of like different, different, different sounds. I think it made things a lot moodier in the later half of the 2010s, which is weird because we're going to look back at that time as like the peak before shit got bad. It was like all sad music for the last four years of the 2010s and then rap. Yeah. And now look at us. Now we have to listen to Taylor Swift's produced at home acoustic albums. Listen, they're good. They're great. That's the problem. She's putting them out. Like she's doing more work than any other artist. Let's go. All right. Well, Justin Timberlake versus Ed Sheeran. This is this is great. I love this. This is a this is a weird matchup. Well, if we're looking at Justin Timberlake's exclusive 2010s work, Man of the Woods is dog shit. I'm sorry, Josh. I know you really like it, but it's bad. I agree. I don't like Man of the Woods. So we've got I I am saying though. I don't think there's an Ed Sheeran album that comes close to the 2020 experience. What an ironic name. Like, every song on there is, like, really good. I think it's, like, it's got to be, like, in the top five, maybe even top three best pop albums of the decade. Definitely think it's his best album. Yes. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Even the part two album, um, like, it was just kind of like a, kind of just kind of felt like DLC. Um, 
it still had some really good songs on there. Yo, when's that new when's that new Justin Timberlake patch coming out? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like what Ed Sheeran's best album would be and if it would even go blow for blow. Like there's no way it would, right? Yeah, like his best album is probably X. Yeah. Cuz it's got Sing on there and Thinking Out Loud. Probably his biggest hits are on that. Well, Shape of You isn't on there, but Shape of You. Yeah. No, this has to be Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even if he wasn't as like, even if he wasn't putting out music as often as Ed Sheeran was, I mean, it was just overall better. It tells you what like this man like like just straight up became an actor for years and then decided to just have one album and and granted like it had really good marketing. I think at the MTV Awards that year, that's when the NSYNC reunion happened. Uh, they it was all marketed really well. But, I mean, it was just some of the best well-produced album. One of the best well-produced albums. Did Timberland produce that album? I think he produces all of Timberlake's albums. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, also got to give props to him because, I mean, he makes some of the best, like, pop music. True. Yeah. All right. Harry Styles versus uh, Pitbull. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Well. <laughs> what Pitbull song moves you as emotionally as Sign of the Times moves me, Josh? I don't like Sign of the Times. What? Really? <gasps> no. What the fuck's wrong with you? That's Who hurt you? <laughs> Literally, the opening notes of Sign of the Times sounds like a Looney Tunes, like, like, it is so oddly produced when you, like, listen to that song uh somebody brought it up where it, it sounds like a cartoon like noise in the beginning and now i can get out of my head but no i wasn't like a huge like fan of uh sign of the times when it came out i had to really i like other songs in that album um but sign of the times to me was just like oh i don't know i wasn't on the harry styles like uh hype train until later on that's why i had to make sure his uh watermelon sugar album uh, made it on here fine line yeah because that was when i really um was like all right this is going to be one of the best male pop artists for years to come but if we're talking about 2010s pop what man has not dominated when you look on the billboard from probably 2010 to probably like 2019 you see that man mr worldwide at least in the top 20 every single time you look on there the the amount of I don't know, man. Twenty eighteen, he was doing the fucking soundtrack to the John Travolta movie Gotti. I don't really think he was as relevant for as long as you're saying. I I think he I'd say maybe up to 2015, 2016, he was staying relevant. But what if we're looking at just like just pop singles, like this man did dominate Is ocean to ocean a dominating pop single to you it sounds like the like back half of his 2010s catalog is just making remixes of songs that are already existing and are better okay if we're looking at a song that came out in like 2019 well you're telling me he was like relevant and great all the way through that nate i'm ironically defending him you don't have to get so offensive <laughs> i'm just trying to have an honest debate here <laughs> i'm not trying to have an honest debate here <laughs> whoever like his manager is or his agent did a fantastic job in the early 2010s to get his hits all the way up there. Um, I think there's like a reason why he actually did make the Elite Eight. I think like outside of this country, I, I believe the guys won a bunch of like um, Latino Grammys. Um, and I think he did come out with work in 2020, but it was all for it was all based in uh, it was all in Spanish. I, I think he's uh, 
I think he's starting to like branch out and not go for those like pop American hits anymore, and I respect that. Nah, he uh, he's actually like a like a Miami hero. Like everyone in South Florida fucking loves this man. He has he has a key to the city, whatever that means. My uncle, when he was living in Florida, uh, dressed up as Pitbull for Halloween, and all of his clients loved it. They took pictures with him and shit. It was it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand the the mr worldwide hype by the uh <laughs> so relevant i guess to a certain group is is really awesome the fact that he actually did that performance in kodiak alaska yeah <laughs> whatever walmart got the most votes pitbull would come and perform a show and because of the fucking line all right picture that with a kodak everyone was like oh let's just do kodiak alaska with a population of three thousand. and then pitbull shows up and does the show there's no one quite like him i mean he's he's no like michael jackson but in terms of like pop stars that are leaving behind an interesting legacy uh, dude he's got one <laughs> yeah and how to like uh i guess uh commercialize things in songs too like the kodiak stuff i think he's had other lines where like fireball whole song yeah about fireball dude probably got paid like a ton just to say one word in his songs because they knew they'd be hits that's a lot of power in the uh, music industry yeah watermelon sell- sales went up significantly last year due to harry styles <laughs> true i love the fact that a personal injury law firm sponsored a free pitbull concert in central florida uh it was pitbull and flow rider yeah it was yeah Dang. all right well should we put it to a vote uh no, I think it's Harry Styles. All right. Well, Josh persuaded me. I'm voting Pitbull. Oh, my God. I'm voting Pitbull? I'm going to vote Harry Styles. All right. Harry Styles wins. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this era of Duel of the Takes. Guests decide all tiebreakers. <laughs> <laughs> that means Landon's not welcome back. <laughs> okay. Taylor Swift versus Lord. Um, I don't really think I can make an argument here. I mean, as much as I like Lord's music, there's just not as much of it as Taylor Swift's. Very true, yeah. Damn, it's going to be real awkward if Harry Styles and Taylor Swift are in the finals. Uh, they had a conversation at the Grammys. They're good. Oh, they worked it out. Yeah, they're good. They might, you know, they might even, like, have a song together. You know, old old flames. It's all right. Sheesh. Taylor Swift has more range than I think any other pop star here left in the final four. Uh, yeah, left in the final four, I agree. We just haven't seen Lord do anything like that yet not to say she has put out bad music she's put out incredibly good music but only two albums worth phenomenal i feel like if like lord had put out more music like it would be like a harder choice but i can tell you what i'm way more anticipating lord's next release than another folklore-esque taylor swift album that'll come out in three or four months yeah well she's re-recording now so we're good oh right yeah she's re-recording the old stuff the re-recording of style that's gonna be on repeat on my spotify i'm waiting man i'm waiting alden you were afk but are you gonna can i was quoting you on on your 1989 take of being one of the worst taylor swift albums uh is that what i said (laughs) yeah (laughs) and nate was there i might stand by that hold on let me let me double check 1989 real quick. Come on, it was the best awarded, like it was the most awarded pop album of all time. I think that's why I'm pissed at it. Didn't didn't the artist that you like lost? Was it the Alabama uh, Shake? Yeah, hold on. Let me let me check that. Um, so I might have said that, but I don't stand by that. I just I don't think 1989 is solid through and through. It's got great songs on it, 
but an album of the year, I don't agree with. What were the nominees that year? It was 2015 was the awards. Uh, so you've got Beauty Behind the Madness, To Pimp a Butterfly, Sound and Color, and Traveler. I don't care about two of these. I think Beauty Behind the Madness was a contender. I really think the only uh, the only album on there that could have beat it was To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, I think it should have beaten it, but... I find that uh, Sound and Color, through and through as an album, like works better than 1989. Because you had, I think, three, three, maybe four hits out of it. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four, four really big songs out of it. And then I've not... I don't know. If we're talking about album consistently, Kendrick's theming of jazz in that entire album for his album. No, I no, I don't disagree. I just, I don't think she should have won album of the year. And I think she only did because her name was as big as it was at the time. But also she was in 2013 for the 20, like when in 2013, she got beat out to Daft Punk. And I felt like, cause it was like, it was for album of the year, Daft Punk won over Taylor Swift. And like, they were like, I felt like they kind of like gave it to her because of like that. But I don't know. To me, 1989. I think between like the Grammys and the VMAs, Taylor Swift always had awkward ass like award show appearances. It wasn't until like, 1989 that like it actually was like worth her time to even care. Yeah, I definitely think it was kind of like a, oh, we're going to like, you know, pay some respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like they kind of gave it to her because like she went from like country to like pop, just a complete pop album that was very sonically cohesive. Like, just very well and i feel like that's why they gave it to her just like just her transition was very smooth or like other artists can't really like switch from like one one genre of music to another that smoothly like it's kind of like a a weird space in between yeah i think without taylor doing that you wouldn't have like artists like miley cyrus now that are like okay i'm gonna take a chance and I'm going to change my genre completely. And then do it very successfully. Are you saying Rihanna never changed her genre? Who? who? Rihanna? Not really. Um, I, yeah, I would actually say that, Alden. <laughs> I mean, she's had like a decent amount of uh, variation. One Paul McCarthy song doesn't count. I'm not even talking about that one specifically. She definitely went from like R&B pop to kind of adult contemporary through the 2010s i mean there was definitely a shift but straight on country pop to pop is uh, I, I would say maybe a larger jump uh, it's a little hard to tell but the fact that it was like clear to define in one single project like that concept switching the genre for an album and then changing your career to match that album I, that's that's a way bolder and bigger jump. I remember my uh, my mom's stepmom getting mad in 1989 and saying, it's not country anymore. I don't like it. And my mom's like, she was never actually country. The first, like, her first album, like, the debut, Taylor, like, Taylor Swift, like, that was, like, her actual country. It was as close to, like, actual country as she's getting. Yeah. So, Taylor Swift, moving on to the finals. And we've got Justin Timberlake versus Harry Styles on the right side of the bracket. <laughs> this is like the past and the future. All right. One great album and two very good albums. Yeah. Going head to head. Both from boy bands. Yeah. Both had very similar careers, like how they've evolved. Yeah. Timberlake has done more acting, but Harry Styles has got some more movies coming up soon. Timberlake's in the better movie with the better director uh yes alden you cannot 
don't even compare the social network to Dunkirk right now. <laughs> I'm not. I like Christopher Nolan, though. I love Christopher Nolan, but David Fincher is just another tier of Kino. This right here is interesting because, like, Justin Timberlake's career started as far back as, like, the late 90s. Mid? 90s i think mid yeah mid and late 90s then he was doing solo stuff all through the early 2000s for the most part mm -hmm. and then had a really great album in the early 2010s yeah harry styles has gone through that entire arc in 10 years yeah when we inevitably do the 2000s bracket timberlake will move forward but in terms of 2010s harry styles has it and in terms of like music coming out in the future, Harry Styles is still going to have it. Well, the problem with that is I think Justin Timberlake's best music came out in the 2010s. I think he's got a better chance at winning this than he does the 20, the 2000s one. The 2000s was kind of like, as much as I love Justified and uh, Future Sex Love Sounds is also really good. I feel like the 2020 experience was like the kind of the combination of both it took all the good things from justified and all the good things from um future and put them together into this great album i and uh i mentioned i think timberland produced some of the songs maybe all of them i think pharrell made maybe had a hand in producing um i mean the the first single off that album suit and tie you have jay-z on the feature um the music video directed by David Fincher, there was a lot of money and really good marketing was put into this album. I saw Justin Timberlake on tour um, when this album was uh, was touring, and uh, it was a great concert. Um, the Timberlake was insanely phenomenal. He had no opening act since he had the two albums. He just did the whole three-hour show, and I think he was sick that night, too. You couldn't even tell. I mean, the man is super super talented um I, same thing with harry styles and um i hope i'm saying the same thing i hope harry styles has a 2020 experience in the in this in these next 10 years i hope there's a great harry styles album out there as much as i like his first two albums he's just not there yet for me for an artist of the 2010s when those two albums came out in the last two years and he was in and granted, he was in One Direction throughout the 2010s, which is, like, very successful. Like, still has a huge following. But also, I don't know. When you compare One Direction songs, are I feel like they're on par as, like, Justin Bieber for me. There's there's nothing there for me. No. I mean, there's nothing there for me either, but no. I don't know. what What is so better about them? What makes you beautiful is a banger, bro. If you never were in a car full of dudes blasting that song and singing along, I can't trust you. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just feel like the fact that, I mean, Harry Styles has gone through the Justin Timberlake experience on, on crack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's done it. He's done it in record time. Is what makes you beautiful One Direction have any bangers as good as Bye 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 or It's Gonna Be Me or any of the NSYNC stuff? I think that One Direction's better than NSYNC. Yikes. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I agree. I feel like NSYNC is at least better produced. It's a very millennial take of you. I guess. I feel like it's a very Zoomer take of you. Touche. But, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think, like, Harry Styles has done the entire 20 years of Justin Timberlake's career in 
intent. And he has like a, a different angle because he won a fucking reality award show with his boy band groomed and, and stapled together by uh, record executives. They were put together by Simon Cowell. You can't get more corporate than that. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with Instinct too. Sure. I don't know what's the point of that. He's just saying that the award show like angle is the only difference yeah which those things are rigged probably rigged anyway they are 100 percent. i don't know harry styles didn't have to go through a decade of putting out shitty albums or not that great albums i mean he had his boy band it fell apart he starts doing movies he drops two very good albums not great yet but there's so much potential moving forward. And I know we're talking about the 2010s. We're talking about Justin Timberlake's 2010s impact. He was in a lot of movies. He dropped one great album and one terrible album. I, to me, this is a Harry Styles win. Yeah, I agree with the Harry Styles. I don't know, because like I don't know where the decade of shitty albums Timberlake had. I, his worst album is Man of the Woods, which came out in the late 2010s. Um, after the 2020 experience, he could have like I think Man of the Woods was a, like a like not a good not a good one, but. I mean, can't stop the feeling. I mean, that song blew up. He teamed up with DreamWorks, and they kind of hopped on the success of what Pharrell did with Happy. His his audience, uh, because of Trolls, like, changed. I think he was kind of smart in that way. I don't know. We're just talking about the whole decade, and it's tough because they're both kind of polar opposites when it comes to their careers right now. I think one of them leaves a lot more to be, like, looking forward to, and the other one is, like... Uh, well, I hope you don't turn into the next Adam Levine. I mean, you could also say you could also say that Harry Styles could not be this great artist that we think. You, there's all true. I mean, he could. He just needs an album that's a dud. But the fact that his sophomore follow-up was better than his first album, I mean, I think we're seeing progression in in his sound. And we we brought it up a couple times. Like we want someone to bring back rock. I think his his influence is is great. I think he's becoming something like a '70s rock star, just skipping all the steps. I feel like his album progression is exactly Justin Timberlake's Justified, Future, and then uh, 2020 experience. It went from good, pretty good, to great, and I think Harry Styles is going that exact route. Which means, which means Harry Styles might also have a man of the woods in the next 10 years. It's true. But I think uh, you got a One Direction full-on reunion coming on in between that. Yikes. Yeah, I know. Already? Yeah. Like I said, they're just doing all everything in fast, fast forward motion. Like, it, it, the new boy band trend is like the old one on crack. How's Five Seconds of Summer doing? I don't know. I, I'm picking Harry here. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Harry versus Taylor. Oh. Artist of the decade versus Harry Styles. I feel like this is a no contest. I feel like it was a no contest either way. I don't think anyone in this bracket could beat Taylor Swift, unfortunately. The closest fight was with Rihanna. Very true, yeah. At least with like maybe like a, a Timberlake or an Ed Sheeran, you can maybe talk about their legacies also in this decade. But I mean, when it comes to like Billboard and stuff, I mean, Taylor Swift, I mean, just the mix of Even if it were Timberlake here, it's like Taylor Swift put out like five great albums, not just one in this in this decade. One of them being like all self-written, like Speak Now. She did not have any co-writers, which came out in 2010. I just, I feel like the lasting impact of anyone on the right side of this bracket is nowhere close to what Taylor's going to have and already has. I, for the most part, totally agree. Unless you live in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These two could be dating in like 10 years again. Don't say that. She's happy right now. No, he's based right now. Affleck 
Affleck and J-Lo too? Oh, yeah. That's not just a rumor, right? Are they actually back together? Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston too? They're back together too, aren't they? Are we just reliving the 2000s? What's going on? It seems like it. It really, really does. It would have been real cringe if we had Justin Timberlake win the 2010s. We really would have been living the 2000s again. 2000s, Alicia Keys, Justin Timberlake. The, the final 10s were Usher, Justin Timberlake, and Alicia Keys. I, I Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to probably have a Gwen Stefani there, Christine Aguilera there. There'll be some big names. Oh, definitely. The 2000s was a weird time, though, because that also you had like your like a big shift in music. The stuff at the start of the decade is way different than the stuff at the end of the decade. Like the start of the decade, you had like a lot of your alternative, like you had your like your green day you're like or wait it was green day nine 90s or was it 2000 uh, they were they were both they were peak popularity in 2004 but they were around for a decade before that and then uh he had simple plan dominating the scooby-doo soundtrack <laughs> alex i have a question for you do you think we've seen the peak of T- taylor swift or do you think she has another great album in her definitely after after the re-records like i feel like she has like Because if you think about it, like, yeah, like, everybody thought that 1989 was the best album. And then, like, she just came out with, you know, like, uh, Reputation, which for me is, like, probably one of my favorite albums. And then she, like, she switched her whole just meaning of it. And then Folklore and Evermore, like, who would have thought that she would ever come out with that? So I feel like she's just going to continue to keep going and going in my opinion. Yeah. I think you're right to a certain degree, but the something about re-recording your old stuff just sounds like a heading toward retirement move. Yeah. It's definitely like the uh like the hits albums that artists do. She's only doing that so she could actually like own own these records like because of everything that's going on. Cuz she's not making enough money. Well, yeah, but it's just it's not about the money for her. It's just about like, uh, I'm just kidding. I know ownership of something that you put your heart and soul into and somebody else took credit for that shit. And like, that's just not right. It's crazy that this stuff is still going on in the music industry. Like I could see like what happened to the Beatles. Like I get it. It was the sixties. It was a different time. All that worked and how to like have a music career, but now it's so artists are more so like, uh, I don't know. I, I'd assume they'd have more control over their work, but maybe I'm wrong and we're still kind of stuck in that. Well, there are a lot of artists that are still stuck in like contracts that they don't legally own their stuff that they write. Like there's a lot of artists that are going through that. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people that still have to buy their rights away too from the label at some point. Exactly. And like they didn't even give like Taylor Swift the chance to even buy the rights to all of her songs. Like they just gave it to somebody. So like just thinking about that, like there's like just so many artists and just the music industry in a whole should change. Like if you're writing there, if you're writing your own stuff, like you should own that. You should own that album, not not your record label. Yeah, I think as like making music is becoming more and more accessible and like, you know, people can just do it from their own homes pretty much. I mean, that's what we've seen a lot this past year and like these like tiktok stars come out of nowhere with fucking songs that make billboard charts it's like i think we're gonna see more people just kind of not go the studio approach and just diy it if you're not going through any middlemen then you're never going to have to worry about like your music losing its rights or whatever if you're a bigger artist i mean you could get your music out there without really a record label you could just do your own thing yeah you just need some sort of base following and that's that's really it yeah i feel like ever since malcolm Moore did that with um 
his uh thrift shop album it um i think that really changed the game for a lot of people too definitely yeah where was macklemore on the 2010s artist list josh i really thought about him too and like <laughs> i would have picked macklemore over ed sheeran you could have just gotten sam smith out of here <laughs> i thought about it with like is he like is he that pop rap like i was talking about earlier and i don't think he is like i mean it's a grammy winning album even though i don't think he i don't think he uh, that album should have won the Grammy, but either way, beat out Good Kid, Mad City. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I just went to the Kids' Choice Awards, and favorite female singer for most of the 2010s was Selena Gomez. Well, that's the Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, yeah, the most based award show. I guess only based for movies. I mean, kids, kids don't really have like an ear for music. They hear something and they go, "Oop." I like that. Yeah, Taylor Swift only won it in 2010. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Alex, thank you for for coming along and uh, sharing your music opinions with us. Thanks for having me. Is there anything we can plug or promote for you? No, just <laughs> I, I got my um, my take of Taylor Swift out. Okay. And uh, just out of curiosity, what's your stance on what's going on in Israel? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alex, did you finish your uh, Pitbull conspiracy? Yeah, I finished it. Just that he's a hologram and nobody's ever really seen him. What about the fucking people in Kodiak, Alaska that I just showed you guys? Well, maybe they're holograms too. Yeah, maybe they're holograms. Maybe they're not real people. Thank you, Alden. Have you ever been to Alaska? No. Corey from Corey in the House gave away Alaska <laughs> <laughs> over a game of Dance Dance Revolution. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Next week, we'll be ranking the filmography of one of my favorite directors, David Fincher. And remember, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.